Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back in to another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Chiefs Training Camp Report. I am Steven Serta. Day nine of Chiefs Training Camp has wrapped. We're back after some technical difficulties on Monday due to the weather in the Kansas City area. But a guy who never has technical difficulties is the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney, live from St. Joseph, Missouri. Hey, yes, yeah, Steve, how's it going? A little bit of a, a rain to end practice, so media as you'll probably hear in, in the front of the podium press conference part of this podcast was a little bit more rushed. Uh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes trying to get done outside before the rain began. And then later on, we were able to talk to both Justin Ross and Derek Nottie. So everything uh, we got in, but uh, the weather's always a little bit wild here in St. Joe for training camp. And uh, again, Wednesday, the, the day back after the day off is, is, is meeting um, <laughs> those expectations. So we got through it. Uh, and uh, we have some nuggets that we took away from today's practice as well. Yeah, I think everybody's a little sick of the unpredictable storms uh, <laughs> in, in St. Joe in Kansas City. I certainly am. Uh, hopefully I make it the entire month of August without losing power. That would be really great. But some stuff to catch up on from Wednesday's practice and uh, a few guys still not practicing for the Chiefs. Defensive end Mike Dana, tight end Jody Fortson. Chris Jones still not in attendance, still not in St. Joe. Cornerback Legarius Sneed was also held out of practice, as well as wide receiver Kadarius Toney. But we did see the return of Turk Wharton as he gets removed from the pup and was actually involved in practice today. So that's a good sign for the Chiefs defensive lineman who tore his ACL last season. Yeah, I'm really happy that I released my 53-man roster 2.0 on, on the day off and had him still on the PUP, what would be a month from now. Uh, he kind of was fooling us, I, I think, at the beginning of this camp because he wasn't wearing a uniform, didn't have a helmet. He was mostly walk, working off to the side, uh, again, out of uniform. So you, you figured, okay, maybe there's more rehab to go, uh, wearing a, a, a big-time brace on on his injured leg that, and the knee that, that was recovering. And I, I just figured, okay, well, they're going to be a lot more cautious with Turk and what it does is it throws a wrinkle into the 53-man roster a bit here where you're going to have to cut probably one of these veterans if you, you're you know staying true to the defensive line room and looking in the direction of like a Derek Nottie or potentially a Malik Herring if you end up keeping an extra defensive tackle. I, I think the Chiefs are helped by the fact that Charles Amenahu, who came over from the San Francisco 49ers, is inside-outside. But the key for me is you don't kick that down to the, the, the road now. You have to find a way for Wharton to make the 53-man roster, which I believe will happen. And so a very interesting wrinkle to training camp on, on Wednesday morning. Yeah, and sticking with the defensive line, obviously Chris Jones still not in attendance. So Tershawn Wharton, and 
And again, I want to be clear because I feel like there, there's been some conversation around Chris Jones, like as if he's not going to play for the Kansas City Chiefs if he doesn't get a new deal. Like Chris Jones isn't holding out. He's playing for the Chiefs this season. It's just a matter of whether or not they can come to a long-term deal uh, or and when he actually shows up in reports because he is under contract through the season. He's going to play for the Kansas City Chiefs. But now you throw Turk Wharton into the mix and he's going to provide a lot of valuable depth, assuming he is healthy and ready to go for the Chiefs defensive line. Yeah, they, they need it uh, until Chris Jones is is here. He's just not here. I, I know that's an obvious kind of a simple thing to say and a simple way to put it. But I, 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 I agree with you to an extent, Steve. I. I wouldn't even go as far as just for the Chiefs. I think Chris Jones will play this year. I don't think he's going to be just taking a year off. So you just wonder how this all ends. I I think it's a completely different situation than we anticipated heading into camp. I, I don't think anybody, uh, anyone who covers this team, anyone that, that follows this team really had Jones still out of the mix when the calendar turned to August. And that's where we're at right now. Uh, we are we're in August, right? We're officially about you know one month before the season and still – no budging in the Chris Jones situation. And they, the messaging from the team has continually been, we're just working with the guys who are here. And you could tell when you talk to several defensive linemen and they're all kind of saying the same thing, you know, that's what they're hearing from the coaching staff. It's like, we're, we're not even thinking about Chris Jones. We're, we're going to continue on. Like we're not going to have him this season. And so again, the, the longer this goes, I think the dicier it gets, this is a, a repeat situation of, of what happened, uh, uh, you know, earlier when Chris Jones was seeking that first, new contract in the NFL. And I think it just remains something that it's wait and see. There's really been no update. It does seem like these two sides remain in this stalemate. So until I think we get a little bit later in training camp, I don't know if we're going to have any definitive answers on the status of Chris Jones. If there's one player on the defense, like that can skip training camp and, and still show up in shape and ready to play week one of the regular season. I think it's Chris Jones is who you would be confident in, but I mean, we're less than two weeks away from the Chiefs' first preseason game on Sunday, August 13th, and we had kind of set like a soft timeline for like, hopefully he shows up when the pads go on, he's still not there, and now we're less than two weeks away from the first preseason game, and it's like, it doesn't seem like there's really an end in sight right now for this thing to actually Act, actually come to some kind of resolution. Yeah, and, and as I mentioned, it is August, and none of us expect that. But, you know, you are still looking at over a month before the NFL season. And I think just because of how long this particular training camp is, it, it maybe is a little bit more alarming that Jones has been out for this long. You know, that being said, there's really, like, been no deadlines that have been driving this thing, right? So we haven't seen any preseason games yet. You know, the, the season is still – again, four or five weeks away. So once you get closer to some of these dates where let's say the Chiefs begin traveling and they go down to New Orleans and you still haven't seen Chris Jones or heard anything, uh, I, I think that would not be a good sign. So let's see, the, let's see the first preseason game come and go and perhaps maybe Chris Jones reports after that. So uh, I want to mention punter Tommy Townsend because uh, due to my technical difficulties on Monday, we did not get to talk about Tommy Townsend getting banged up in practice. Um, sounds like he's going to be fine. The Chiefs are obviously going to take it easy with him. Uh, hopefully it, it's nothing too serious. It's, it sounds like it's a minor ankle injury. But after having Harrison Bucker injured early in the season last year and these special teams aces that the chiefs really need to, to be impactful and be on the field for them. You don't really like to see the punter getting injured during training camp. 
No, and the Chiefs will be careful about this, right? They can do all their special team drills with the the punt machine, you know, until he's ready to go. And Andy Reid says it's not too bad, so I, he doesn't seem overly concerned about it. I don't think you'll see Tommy as a as a full participant, um, you know, any 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 time, maybe in in the next couple of days or so. But I, from what you're hearing, I think right here on the campus, it's that it's it's not going to be something that keeps him out long term. Pete is. Training camp continues to move. It seems like it was ages ago that we were also worried about this Chiefs wide receiver room. And now every training camp practice, it's you're seeing plays from Justin Ross, Rasheed Rice, Sky Moore, Justin Watson's in the mix, MBS, Richie James. And I know you updated your 53 man roster projection to now include Justin Ross. And at this point, I don't really know who I could point to in this wide receiver group that has a chance of not making the team because part of me would say it's Justin Watson, but then Andy Reid talks about how important Justin Watson is and how much they love him. And it seems like as of right now, all of these guys are locks to make this Chiefs team this season. Yeah, I noted, and this was ahead of camp, where I didn't think the Chiefs would retain Ross on the roster. That was my feeling going into the camp. I just knew that Andy Reid hadn't kept seven receivers on a roster at the initial deadline ever before. Not that he has never had seven receivers on a team at any given time, just doing the, you know, the initial roster since 2013 when he came to Kansas City. And I, I think Kadarius Tony and his situation has changed a little bit. I, I do think the Chiefs will be cautious of that. In my latest 53, I, I did have the Chiefs keeping seven, but very quickly Kadarius Tony going on to what will be injured reserve. And so – uh, for me, I, I think they keep seven. Where it gets more interesting is if Tony does indeed go to injured reserve, what happens week five, right? Like when he is available and ready to go, like who comes off the roster at that point? But uh, that's not something we're worried about uh, anytime soon. That's that's my current prediction. I, I do think the Chiefs keep seven, Ross included, and then you have the six without Tony for a couple weeks. I, I'm starting to buy into all the hype in this wide receiver. I'm like they're making it impossible not to when. Well, I, I think that there will be a lot of eyes on the Chiefs first preseason game. Uh, and I think they, you know, if there's some dazzling plays from these, you know, what are not your household names types of guys where maybe Rasheed Rice makes a, a big play. Maybe Justin Ross wins a very impressive 50-50 ball. I think nationally speaking, the the narrative will change from, well, Patrick Mahomes doesn't have any receivers and to maybe he has receivers that we just don't know about yet. And I, I think that could be the theme for the Chiefs receivers this year. Yeah, it, it's been a really impressive group so far. And, and I do tend to think that it's going to be similar to last year where they've just got a bunch of people contributing in different ways on the offensive side of the ball. It's not just one guy that you can point to. But as we saw last season, that made this offense even more dangerous. It made Patrick Mahomes even more dangerous. And I'm really starting to get excited for what this team can do offensively. But moving to the defensive side of the ball, uh, Trent McDuffie had an interception in practice today. He continues to look good. He's talked a lot about trying to get his turnovers up this season, trying to complete those interceptions. And that's like what he worked through in the offseason. Now, Legereus Sneed still a little banged up dealing with that knee injury that he was dealing with during OTAs and kind of getting worked in slow at training camp, as we've seen. But it seems like McDuffie is ready to have that that big time role for the Chiefs secondary this season. Yeah, I think this has suddenly become a, a big season for Josh Williams, right? We we know that Legereus Sneed has been out of the mix. He's missed a handful of practice here at Chiefs training camp. 
Before it's been Jalen Watson that has been getting that nod, and now it seems like the Chiefs are really giving Joshua Williams a chance in the base. Uh, so today, without Snead, it was Trent and Joshua Williams taking the first team snaps in the base, and then Watson would come on with Trent McDuffie going inside and slot that nickel roll when they had the three cornerbacks on the field. And so I think these guys uh, were challenged early by Nazi Johnson. We learned the unfortunate news that Nazi Johnson's going to be out of the mix for in this season. So it becomes a, a Watson versus Williams part two battle again for most of those snaps. And I, I just think the Chiefs are really trying to see what they have there. I, I think ideally you want one of these guys to, to step up. It's a little bit, I, I would say, unique to be rotating your top cornerbacks as much uh, as the Chiefs do. So I just I think that third cornerback position remains a battle to watch. And if Snead continues to have these issues with the knee, which has been something that has been quietly lingering since last year, uh, you wonder if they, they may end up meeting both of these guys, like I just described, to, to, to step in as we saw a bit last year. So uh, the cornerback room, it, it's a shame because it was – six deep and really strong, whereas now I'm, I'm just starting to feel like there there may be more questions to answer um, past McDuffie. McDuffie seems like he is, as you were describing, primed for this breakout season where he starts to rack up these interceptions. I just wonder about the rest of the room after him. Yeah, Sneed, I, I think, is definitely the most concerning because it does seem like that knee has been a problem for a while now. Um, and hopefully it, it doesn't continue to be a serious thing where it, it takes monitoring or, or potentially some type of like procedure at some point throughout the season, because the secondary has a chance to be, I think, really special with Trent McDuffie and Legereus Sneed and the group that they have, even after losing Nancy Johnson. But uh, any other standouts from Wednesday's practice, guys, you need to make sure you, uh, we mention before you get out of here. Yeah, I want to mention just one one thing, and it's not someone that's new. I just think that Daenerys Prince, the stock is rising. Yet at the beginning of the camp, you saw Clyde Edwards-Alaire in practice today working with the first team. Then by the time the last period rolled around, it was Clyde Edwards-Alaire with the second team, and Daenerys Prince was getting more of those looks along with Jerick McKinnon with the top team. Isaiah Pacheco continues to try to work himself back into you know what will be shape. He has not participated in the 11-11 team yet. Uh, but I just thought that was an, an interesting point, and and that was actually one I did make in the 53-man roster projection. I I think Generic Prince is looking so good that uh, you know he might push for offensive snaps early. What does that mean for Derek McKinnon? What does that mean for Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Uh, that'll be again a point to watch as we get closer and closer to that August 30th 53-man roster deadline. But Steve, we we have a month until then, so a lot more looks uh, at this team as we go. Yeah, and we've talked about it a little bit here, but I feel like it's safe to say we know how the Chiefs are going to deploy Jarek McKinnon. Like, we, they right. have they have a plan for him. They know how effective he can be down the stretch. So early in the season, he's probably not going to get a ton of work and, and be heavily involved. Just and also just depending on you know where Isaiah Pacheco's at, and then you factor in that it seems like they've really got something in Generic Prince, and all of a sudden this running back room that that we thought was really established. Is, is getting really interesting with this undrafted rookie player. Yeah, I, I know there's so much focus on the receivers, which, as we alluded to earlier, as we're talking in this report, that, you know, it's it's not household name guys, guys that might break out in bunches this season. I, I think we got to keep an eye also on the tight end room. I know that Jody Forson is out of the mix right now, but I really like Noah Gray this year. I think Matt Bushman is a name that is going to push to make this roster. He's proven to be some kind of a weapon down the field. And then I think the running back room and the Chiefs have been open and, and forthcoming with, 
essentially telling you it's going to be a committee, right? Isaiah Pacheco in the early downs, and then you have a couple pass catching backs that they like. You wonder how Clyde fits in that mix. But as far as just skilled players for Patrick, uh, I, I think it's a lot better than, again, the national narrative, narrative would, would tell you right now. And I, I don't think folks will start to realize that until the games are available to watch in the, in the preseason, which will happen in a couple weeks here. Yes, uh, I think we're all very excited uh, to see these guys actually take the field in a live game setting and see what they can do, especially some of these guys that we have very lofty expectations for this season. But if you're listening to us on the podcast page, I want to listen. I want to encourage you to stick around after the break. We'll have all of today's press conferences, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Ross and Derek Naughty. As always, please make sure you subscribe, rate and review everything that we're doing on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. You can follow all of Pete's training camp coverage on Twitter at PG Sween as well as at arrowheadpride.com. We will be back tomorrow for day 10 of Chiefs full team training camp in St. Joseph, Missouri. And we'll actually be back later this afternoon with a new edition of the Arrowhead Pride Editor Show. We will talk to you guys then. Hello, welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. I'm producer Steven Serta. Chiefs are back on the field on Wednesday for day nine of full team practice. After camp, we heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, wide receiver Justin Ross, and defensive lineman Derek Nottie. We'll go in that order, starting with head coach Andy Reid. Uh, Michael Dana with the calf strain, still getting better. Uh, Jody, um, you know about that. Um, Nazi, he... Uh, Again, the, with, you know that one, Isaiah Moore and Kadarius, all those you're, you're aware of. So <clears throat> all in all, good work today. I thought the guys uh, practiced hard. They challenged each other. It's always tough coming from a day off, but uh, the tempo is great. And uh, again, they caught a break with the weather. It's nice and cool out here. Um, but uh, I was impressed with how they challenged each other. Time's yours. Andy, you're, you're so process and grind oriented but, but i wonder if you find yourself doing anything visually or verbally to, to sort of keep the suggestion planted about what the big, the big goal is here yeah so i with the with the locker room the way it is um uh, the guys know you know what what the you know what the plan is and what this does for you when you come out and work hard and so i've got good leadership there and you can't do it without that you can't do it without guys buying in and and understanding it. I mean, they, they're willing to work and, and push themselves, which ends up paying off for them when the season starts and throughout the season. So um, they trust that. The new guys are trusting the, the old guys are telling them. And Joshua Williams was saying the other day that you have, uh, you've been saying edge, edge, edge as a sort of code word or keyword to keep them thinking about not being complacent. Is that, is that correct? And is that well, you want to maintain point? that. You know, you want to maintain your edge as you go through uh, daily, make it a habit, and uh, and that edge helps drive you to be the best you can be that day. And then you finish that one, you line up the next day and do that. So it's a grind going through through camp. Um, like I said, I mean, I like the effort that's being put forward. The mindset's good, so they're challenging each other, which is the most important thing. Yeah, he's doing good. Um, he uh, that was a retro year that he probably didn't want to have, right, with uh, with the injury. But he, he's done a he's done a nice job. He had a good off season. 
Um, and then he, he's worked his tail off here. And he just needs to keep doing that. You know, it's, it's how you answer the bell every day and, and push through it. So, uh, but he's got the right mindset to do that. Turk Wharton was back out there. What, what can he add to the defensive line now that he's uh, getting healthy? Well, Turk uh, um, has that great quickness and strength, great combination there, good pass rusher, um, and he's strong. You know, he's a strong player who has experience. So adding him into the mix is a good thing. That's a positive thing for us. We just got to take it slow as we go with him and make sure he's okay, you know, ramp him up there. Yeah, we'll just we'll see. We try to keep open communication with them and just see how it, see how it goes, uh, you know, day by day. And you know, that's uh, you know, that's the best way to handle these type of things. So serious injuries. I know a lot of training camps, right? How, how much beyond like rule changes, limiting hits? How much does your training camp evolve each year? How much? How different is this year from last year? And- yeah. When you, when you get new ideas, where do they come from since you've been head coach for so long? Yeah, yeah. So it's normally what you what you feed them, <clears throat> new plays, uh, schemes, those type of things that, that challenges them. As far as the training camp goes, it's similar. Now the rules, you know, the rules obviously dictate we had a different conditioning program for the offense and offensive defensive line. That means there's lightning. Offensive defensive line. You guys don't care. Offensive defensive line. Um, so it. Um, yeah, but other than that, we keep it kind of the same, you know. There's no easy way to get yourself into shape, football shape. Last one, Sam. Yeah, challenge. Challenge each other. And if you can do that, every time I line up, I'm going to do my best against that guy. That's the edge. That's the edge. All right, thank you. All right, good. Quote about uh, Chris Jones. You want Chris Jones in training camp? Yeah. How much do you get involved? Do you talk to Chris? Uh, what's your role in this? Yeah, I mean, I, I talk to Chris. Um, not necessarily about contract stuff. That's how I am about all things. I never talk about uh, the contract. I just talk about football, how he's doing. Um, I mean, he's working out. He's staying in shape. Um, all that will handle handle itself. And all I can do is just be supportive, be a teammate. I mean, that's one of the guys that's been a staple of this organization for a long time. So uh, hopefully, we get him back in camp as soon as possible. Yeah, he's had a good one. Um, learning the offense fast. Uh, you can tell he's been in the, been in the offense for a year now. Um, obviously making big plays, um, and he's getting more involved in those in those uh, those first team reps. And so, um, a guy that I, I have a lot of I hope for that he can be a, a really good player in this offense. Messaging the teammates, how do you balance staying in the moment and the grind, but also kind of bringing up the big picture, just planning thoughts about that. Do you, do you do a little bit of both? Um, we, talked, we talked about that at the beginning of the, the first team meeting. You talk about the kind of the goal of the entire season. Um, and then now it's every day, it's just getting better. Uh, getting better, making sure you're getting better in the classroom, getting better on the field, um, or watching film, whatever that is. And then whenever you get your opportunity, we, you go out there and make it happen. And that's all we kind of think about is day by day right now. And then I'm sure before that first game, we'll have that same conversation and then go game by game. Do you have any kind of just say though as a reminder of the big thing you, you, you find yourself just saying or? Uh, I'm I'm not a catchphrase guy uh, I just kind of just try to keep guys motivated um, that's just by continue to finish continue to go out there and work and uh, just have that mindset every single day yeah I mean he's, he can catch the ball the backfield he can run the ball uh, really well and um, he's getting better and better with the protection stuff so uh, I think they're just continuing to get him reps 
Um, we're going to have a deep running back room, um, and it's, it's always good to have those guys that we, we can trust to be in there for the big moments of the game. I know coaches talked a lot about early in camp, especially push it. You know, don't be afraid to throw interceptions, and I know you embrace that. But is there a time in camp where you start scaling it back? Are there are there mileposts like okay, now it's time to to be more precise, and the, the mindset changes? Not not necessarily. Um, it's just whenever you make a mistake, just just don't do it again. I think mean, just don't do repeat and repeat type of interceptions. Um, if you throw a ball in a tight window, it gets tipped up or picked. I mean, that's that's fine. I mean, that's pushing it and trying to make it happen. Uh, if you throw a ball, and, and but if you throw a ball and it does get picked and it's not in the right spot and it's a bad interception in your brain, just make sure you don't repeat that same mistake. Learn from it and just keep moving on. All right, one, two, three, quickly. Patrick, I, you, you, you're a guy that has been successful with the impromptu plays, you know, on the field. Uh, Rick, you saw you talk about Richie James earlier. Keep running, keep running. Yeah. How, how long will it take to, for a guy to, you know, pick up on, you know, for you to keep running, keep running? Well, I think Richie's been doing a, doing a great job of it. Um, it's just it's, there's just some things I tell guys that I don't think you run it doing a lot of other offenses. I was scrambling to the left, he tried to work back, and I, I told him just run down the other side, and I'll still throw it to you. And I know that's not really taught in a lot of other other offenses, but just him having that mindset, knowing that the whole field's open at all times, and I'll throw it back across the field and try to keep it away from the defenders. Quick, Patrick, we see that competitive edge in you, and Andy talked about keeping that edge in the team. How do you how do you instill that edge in the team? Yeah, I think I think we all have it. We all, we have a lot of guys out here that are super competitive. Um, but it's about just doing it the right way. I mean, Trav, Trav punching the guy, not necessarily the, the way you want to do it, but you love the fire. You love the fire both sides of the ball, of trying to finish to the last second. Um, but, I mean, that's just the type of guys we are. We're going to compete. We're going to argue out there on the football field, and then we're going to love each other in the locker room because uh, we got a lot of dudes that are super competitive on this team. Last one, quickly. Two straight years, there's been a lot of turnover in the wide receiver room. When was it out here um it's kind of how i feel this year i mean it's just when you have a lot of guys that can rotate in and that, that i trust is going to do the right decision um and make the right play and make the play when it's called they're called upon um that's when you know you're in a good spot and i feel like that now i mean you look at our, our depth chart of receivers and it's i mean i guess i've always said every one of these twos can make the football team um and that's that speaks to brett veeds coach reed bringing in the right guys i um, mean these guys working their tail off and i mean i've been in there with all type of different receivers um and I, we have a lot of guys that can make plays in that room all right, Justin, lot, lots of hype, lots of news. Just how are you feeling going into camp and what's it been like for you? I'm feeling good, man. You know, I've just been taking advantage of every opportunity that I, that I try to get. And I just, it just feels good to be back out there for real. What, what was it like last year taking that whole time off and rehabbing and watching them, you know, go win the Super Bowl? Uh, it, I mean, it, it was it was great. It was great to see everything and be able to get in the system. But obviously, it was a little pain for me because I want to be out there playing. And you know, it, I already had like a year off of, before then, so it was a little pain. But it was it was it was a great experience for sure. How do you feel like when Michael Parsons and T Higgins and guys like that are tweeting about you and your talent and uh, the impact you're gonna make? Uh, they 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 real good guys, man. I've been knowing them guys for for a long time now, so. Feel good to have them backing me up and just knowing what I can do. Physically, how do you feel right now? I feel great. Yes, sir. I feel great. What was the first day of passing Justin, considering it's been a while? It was very exciting. It was very exciting. I was real anxious, real, real, just excited just to get out there and get back to it, really. Yeah, and the first hit, the first couple pops. Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I couldn't wait. Justin, considering you haven't played in a real game in a while, what are your expectations for yourself this season? Uh, just to just to take advantage of that opportunity. You never know what what the future may bring. But right now, I'm just taking it day by day, um, step by step. Really. How far have you seen the the chemistry with Pat come since the, the beginning of camp? 
Uh, great quarterback, man. I feel like if you if you're open, he's gonna get it to you for sure. So that's what I've been trying to do: just create separation and keep playing. Do you feel like you have to live up to the hype? I mean, I, they talk about stuff on Twitter and on mm -hmm. social media. Do you feel like you have to live up to that? Uh, I, I I actually deleted my Twitter. I, I try to I try to block out all that stuff okay. and just keep going day by day, keep stacking them good days. Can you talk about Wilson. the wide receivers' battles against the DBs? It's been pretty heated on mm -hmm. both sides. Oh, it's been great, man. We got some great DBs over there. Obviously, some great receivers. So it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big battle every time. Is there any question in your mind physically that you could be ready to go week one if you make this team? You say any question? Any question in your mind? Though? Oh no, 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 sir. Yeah, I'm, if, when that when that time comes, I'm gonna be ready. See how many rookies had success last year? How much was that motivating or inspiring when you do get your opportunity? Uh, just, it, it, it was it was real motivating just seeing like. They're going to create opportunities for you, and you just got to go out there and make the play, really. A lot of guys. Are you confident to make the team? And like, how much does that in your, in your mind as you go through the game? Uh, I, I kind of I just stay day, day by day. Keep Just make sure I keep stacking them good days, and whatever the future brings, I'll be ready for it. That Beat. first preseason game is going to be 21 months exactly from your last college game. How mm -hmm. much are you looking forward to that, and what do you want to learn about yourself in that game? Very excited, man. I'm ready to go out there, take some hits, man. Hopefully just have a, good, have a great game, win the game. Being out there in camp, what do you feel like you bring to the offense? Um, explosive dude, tall dude, go get a jump ball, run, run pretty good routes. Feel like I, I can, I can bring a lot to the table. MBS said he took you and Rashid kind of under his wing just because y'all have the similar build. Just yeah. what, what impact is, has he been on you so far? Oh, he's been a great impact. I, I look at MBS like a big brother for sure. He's, he's always, he's always that guy that's going to want you to finish that rub and always going to want you to. Finish the catch and everything like this. So I look at I look at NBS as a big brother for sure. You mentioned these practice thuds and as beautiful, and you're looking forward to the hits. Just mm -hmm. how much do you maybe need that first preseason game to get these tackles under your belt to feel okay? I, I'm good. I'm good to go. Uh, I, I feel like it'll be important just just knowing that I can go out there and, and take take real good hits and everything like that. I feel very confident in myself with that. So I feel like it'll be good, real good for me. Justin Patrick obviously doesn't throw a bunch of jump balls. You mentioned jump balls. Mm -hmm. Are you seeing a lot of those? Uh, I mean, I'm, wherever wherever his place, I'm, I'm gonna try to go get it. So, I'm, of course, he's gonna throw it his his way if he want, however he wants to throw it. But however he throws, I'm gonna make sure I try to go get it. What is Patrick like as a, kind of a, just a, a teacher and a coach on the field that's helping you come along? Great leader, great 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 person, great player. He's he's gonna always help help you out when you need help and when, when, whenever you, whenever you need anything on the field, he's gonna make sure he's there. To, Extra boost. What's, what's been your favorite moment of camp so far, given that this is your first time through it? I say the whole thing, man. The whole thing. It's, it's been a minute since I went through a full camp like this, so I, I'm very excited for everything that's here to come. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. Thank you. Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. All right. No just how good was it to, to sign back and come for one more year? Man, it feels great to be around. Same group of guys I've been working with from uh, my D-line coach to all my dudes in the back in the locker room. Feels wonderful. How's Kevin going so far? Man, we in St. Joe is when, when we're our head coaches get Coach Reed. It's going to be tough no matter what, but we're grinding it out. What have you seen from Keandre and Felix? They have a lot of potential. They show flashes day in, day out, coming to practice. Um, they're like sponges, especially Keandre's. I've been Work with him, just trying to make sure he stays locked in with all the things we got to do. Felix, he's improving every single day in terms of one-on-ones, pass rush, things like that. I, I uh, expect a lot of promising things with these two kids. Given you've been through this before, Derek, what are you trying to get most out of yourself on this time around in camp? I mean, with training camp, I always try to 
find something to make me an even better football player. From technique to take care of your body, watching more film, just going back to the basics. Which, which one which one sort of jumps out to you right now for this year's game? Uh, really just more fundamentals. Mm. What kind of fundamentals? From um, from techniques, uh, for, for playing to run. I've been telling a lot of our guys since day one, you may feel good now, but you got to build up a routine to take care of your body because it's going to be a long one. Without Chris here, how, how important is it to mentor some of the younger defensive linemen so they can take full advantage of the reps that they're getting without Chris here? I mean, without him here, it's just kind of how we are. It's going to be how it is. Whoever's here, we're here to work. So at the end of the day, we got to focus on what we can focus on. What have you seen from a guy like Daniel Wise who's getting some of those opportunities? He's been working his butt off for sure. Early on, but what does having Turk Wharton kind of back on the field do for that position group? You guys, I mean, sure, we love having Turk back, man. So, so he's the type, type of guy that we want to work on, um, play with. Uh, Fire hard when he went down, we was just we was all heard about it. But him come back, um, trying to go balls to the wall like he normally does, it feels good for the D line room. I saw some guys pretty excited to get him back out there when he walked out. Was that a cool moment to see him back out? It was honestly, uh, seeing him, I feel like everybody on the defense was happy to see him back. Derek, how, do you, how do you assess last year? Uh, I mean, with me, I always just see places where I need to improve on. Um, and I just I feel like I, I do that about every year. Um, I always try to take up another level every single year. What What do you think led you back to the Chiefs? I know you were, you were available. So what, what led you back to Kansas City? To come back to the Chiefs, uh, I feel like it was more just uh, what we're building here. And I just want to stay to be part of it. What did it mean to, to win a Super Bowl a second time? And what was that? What, t- take us back to that moment when you knew you guys were world champions. Just like how, how it was the first time, it was just, I couldn't believe it. It just, it was, in my head, it's always too good to be true, but it was just always a, a long time coming to get all the way to there again and to win it. You know, we've been through a lot of obstacles in, in my career from from um, losing the play in the AFC Championship, going there and winning it, going there and losing it, and going there and then losing at the AFC Championship game and then to come back again and win it. It's a lot of trials and tribulations, and it just goes to show with the guys in our locker room how much we fight to get to where we need to go. You, you were part of that 2018 draft class. You were one of the last guys here. Just what does it mean that you've kind of seen the run all the way from the beginning to now? I mean, it just shows, it goes to show that how much work is put into it. We just got to keep climbing. You've been here for all those Super Bowls um, and, of course, all those camps as well. Can you tell the difference in a camp on a Super Bowl year and then not a Super Bowl year? Mm. I believe it's still Coach training camp. <laughs> we talk no matter what. <laughs> What's the toughest part this year? Last one. The toughest part? Again, it's Coach Reed's training camp. It's going to be tough no matter what. We just gotta keep, it's going to be challenging. You know, you'll never know which day is going to be that challenge. Mm. But when it comes, you got to dig deep and you got to keep pushing. Thanks, Thank, you, Thanks, Thank you, Derek. Thank you, Derek. No problem.